Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kits. And I'm Mitzi, Oven Mitt, Molly's right-hand gal, and 621.9. What's that, Mitzi? The Dewey Decimal System call number for tools. You're not a tool, Mitzi. That's sweet, Molly, but according to the library, I am... Each week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen, 641.3. Food? Yep. Plus, at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. Can you guess what it is yet? Listeners, today is day three of Brown Sugar Week. We have a very DIY episode lined up for you all today. First up, we make some science ourselves in our pressing questions segment. Then, we are visiting an old crime-fighting friend in our wild card. Let's head to the 780. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Pickled beans. Mystery recipe. So, Mitzi, what's with all the numbers? Well, Molly, you know how I got my library card this week? Well, I went back yesterday to sort out exactly how the library works since, you know, I had a couple little details off, and the librarian told me all about the Dewey Decimal System. Have you heard of it? I have. It is amazing. In fact, I thought it might be fun to call in an expert to help explain to our listeners exactly what the Dewey Decimal System is. That sounds fun. Who did you have in mind? My good friend, Shanitha. Shanitha is a librarian at the Brooklyn Public Library in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, wow. Where did you meet her? Actually, Shanitha is a podcast host, just like us which is how we met. She has her own show with the Brooklyn Public Library called Page Flippers Take On the World. But I'm sure she'll tell us all about it. Let's give her a little call here. Let me see. And here we go. Hello? Hi, Shanitha. It's Mitzi. Hi, Mitzi. Good to hear from you. Pleasure is always mine. Listen, Shanitha, I was just telling my friend here, Molly, all about the Dewey Decimal System. Oh, one of my favorite topics. Yeah, probably my all-time favorite decimal system, but I thought since you're a librarian, maybe you could help explain to our listeners exactly what it is? I sure can. Hi, Mystery Recipe listeners! So, the Dewey Decimal System is a way to organize books based on subject matter or what they're about. Most libraries in the U.S. and many around the world use the Dewey Decimal System to keep the books in the library organized and help people find what they're looking for. Interesting. Love it. Please continue. Basically, every book is assigned a number based on what the book is about. There are 10 main categories. General works. Philosophy and psychology, religion, social sciences, language, natural sciences and mathematics, technology. Technology. That's me. Oven bits are in with technology. So is, funny enough, food. 
mm -hmm. the arts, literature and rhetoric, and history, biography, and geography. Huh, those categories seem pretty broad, though. That's true, which is why you can narrow it down even more. Let's use airplanes as an example. Airplanes are in the 600s, which, like Mitzi said, are all about technology. But I'm not going to the library and look through books about power tools and simple machines and other myths in order to find the airplane section. So we can narrow it down even more? That's right. By looking at the 620s, which are all about engineering. And we can narrow it down again by looking at 629, which is other branches of engineering. You sure could. But Shanitha, how am I supposed to know all of this? Do you have it memorized? No, not even I have it all memorized, Missy. Librarians can look it up for you. If you told a librarian you were looking for a book about airplanes, they could narrow it down even further for you. Airplanes are 629.133 in the Dewey Decimal System. Most everything has a very specific Dewey Decimal System number, like this one. And it's so fun to look them up. Oh, that does sound fun. Thanks, Shanitha. Always happy to talk about the library, Missy. Us podcasters have to stick together. Oh, speaking of, do you want to tell us a little more about your show? Well, I'd love to. Thank you, Missy. Page Flippers Take on the World is a podcast about the world of work for kids ages 4 to 10 and their grown-ups. I'm one of the hosts of the show, along with my fellow librarian, Rachel. We share book recommendations, and each episode features a new kid host. We call them our Star Page Flipper. And this Star Page Flipper gets to interview someone working in the field they're interested in. Oh, and something wacky always happens at the library. Like this one time, Rachel and I got swallowed by a book-eating jaguar. Well, Pace with Jason was there to save the day. He asked a veterinarian how to make the jaguar throw up. I won't go into the details, but... Wow, that sounds amazing. I can't wait to go listen after this episode. If grown-ups want to know more about your show, where should they go? You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And our episodes are also available on our website, bklynlibrary.org slash pageflippers. That's where you can find our book lists and activities for each episode. Well, I have a young patron here asking for books about dinosaurs, which is 567.9. I gotta go help her out. But thanks for calling, Mitzi. Thank you, Shanitha. Bye. Listen, Molly, I am feeling Dewey-spired right now. I'm gonna go find some more Dewey decimal numbers. Can you handle pressing questions by yourself today? She won't need to do it alone, Mitzi, though I'm sure you could, Molly. Chad! Hi, Chad. Hello. Mitzi, good luck with your Dewey decimaling. Thank you. See you soon. All right, Molly, it's time for Pressing Questions. Pressing Questions, listeners, is a segment where we answer a question from a young chef using science. Here's how it will work. 
We are going to talk to a kid recipe tester in their home and go step-by-step through each part of an experiment. And when you're done and our episode is over, we encourage you all to recreate the science for yourselves in your own recipe labs. And don't forget to tell us how it went. You can send us an email at mysteryrecipe at americastestkitchen.com. I'll go through everything you send us. We are so excited to hear from you. So should we get started with today's question? Let's hear it. I know brown sugar is just sugar and molasses. I have both of those ingredients at home. Can I make brown sugar at home? That was Kylie and Ella from California. Great question, Kylie and Ella. We have an awesome activity to help us answer this question. Here's what you'll need. One cup of sugar, molasses, two medium bowls, measuring spoons, and one wooden spoon. I called up Kylie and Ella to get started. How's it going, Kylie and Ella? Good. So, you sent us that great question about making brown sugar at home, and I think we have an awesome experiment in order to find out whether or not we can do it. Are you ready for the experiment today? Yeah. Great. Before we get started, let's make a prediction. Do you think making brown sugar at home is possible? Well, I know that molasses and sugar make up brown sugar. So usually when I mix things, it's possible. Like if I mix paint, like with yellow and purple, it makes brown. So I think it's possible. Yeah, that's a good example. It's kind of like mixing two different colors of paint to make one new color. And, you know, we don't have yellow and purple sugar, but we do have white sugar and brown molasses. So maybe it'll just be less dark brown. Yeah. Good guess. Let's find out. Now, we are going to start by putting a half a cup of sugar into each of the two bowls you have in front of you. A half a cup of sugar. Can I pour it in? Okay. There we go. Wonderful. Now, in one of those bowls... Um, that has half a cup of sugar, we are going to add one tablespoon of molasses. So go ahead and measure out one tablespoon of molasses and add that in now. So tell me about the molasses, Ella. What does it look like? It looks like chocolate. It looks like chocolate. Is it like thin liquid, like water, or is it thick liquid? Thicky, thicky, thicky. Yeah, it's like goopy, right? I think you're exactly right. Okay, so we've measured out one tablespoon of molasses, and now we can go ahead and mix that up. And so if you want to use a spoon or a wooden spoon, you could even use a whisk. I I don't think you'll need a whisk, though. It doesn't really smell sweet, too. Yeah, so it's actually going to take a long time for that to be mixed together when there's no chunks and no gobs of molasses left. It could take up to five minutes, okay? So don't worry if it's not coming together right away. We're just going to keep mixing until it looks spread out. All right, we'll just fast forward until those two are combined. I think we're done. So how's it looking, Kylie? It's brown. It's a mix of, like, it's like golden. Yeah, it's golden. Golden. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And what's the texture like? It's like brown sugar. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Nice work. So we're going to set that aside, and we're going to focus on the second bowl for now. So in this second bowl, um, we are going to add one and a half teaspoons of molasses. So that's a lot less molasses than the first time. 
All right, and then go ahead and use your spoon or your fork to combine the sugar and molasses together until there are no chunks and no globs left. So I'm going to fast forward again here because that might take a few minutes. So now we have two bowls of sugar and different amounts of molasses combined. Let's talk about what we see. How are they different from each other? Well... The color is definitely more different. Ella's is um, dark, brownish, goldenish. And mine, the one I was mixing, is more of a yellowish, goldenish. Awesome. I think that's great. Interesting. So I bet you can not only make brown sugar from regular granulated sugar, but you can turn light brown sugar into dark brown sugar by adding more molasses to it. That's exactly right, Molly. We learned in Tricky Trivia this week that baked goods will be fine if you have to swap one brown sugar for the other. But if you have all the ingredients you need, making the right kind of brown sugar can be an option too. ATK recipes will tell you if using light brown sugar or dark brown sugar will make a difference in the recipe. If we just list brown sugar as an ingredient, it means you can use either. Good to know. Thanks, Molly. Well, I have one more test I wanted to do with Kylie and Ella to see if this homemade brown sugar really holds up to the real thing. That sounds great. But before we do that, it's time for a quick word from our sponsors. Grownups, these ads are for you. I'm excited to tell you about our latest partner, Go Noodle. Go Noodle shares videos and games that get kids up and moving and develop their wellness, mental health, and resilience. They are in millions of homes in more than 90% of U.S. public and private elementary schools. And now you and your kids can find videos from ATK Kids on their website that make exploring the science behind food and cooking fun. Together, we are excited to encourage a new generation of empowered cooks, engaged eaters, and curious experimenters with videos all about recipes, experiments, and other dynamic kitchen how-tos. Kids love Go Noodle because it's fun. Teachers love it because it engages students. And we think you'll love it too. To learn more, visit GoNoodle.com. Hey, grown-ups. We wanted to tell you all about another way you can explore the kitchen with the young chefs in your life. My first cookbook from America's Test Kitchen Kids. This cookbook is designed to introduce kids ages 5 to 8 to the kitchen, along with their grown-ups, with as much mixing, rolling, scrunching, and squishing as possible. Our producer Chad has never had a cookbook of his own before, so we thought we'd put some of these recipes to the test. We made the No-Bake Energy Bites, a perfect after-school snack that you can make just the way your young chef likes it. Yeah, as this... long as you have the base of the nut butter and the oats, you can add other dried fruit, you could add coconut, you can do nuts like sliced almonds. Amazing. There really are endless possibilities. Yeah, this is great. This is just a ball of ingredients. <laughs> it, it is a ball of ingredients. <laughs> Delicious ones. Amazing. Yeah, I guess just is a little... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, really... All food is just a ball of ingredients That's when you true. think about it. Yeah. Isn't life just a ball of ingredients? It's gotten really you know? deep here. It's just uh, what you get from my first cookbook. <laughs> life philosophy. Yeah, really get to Eat dig really deep. really simple recipes. <laughs> Perfect for kids ages 5 to 8. Get the energy for those big talks, you know. 
Check out this recipe and so many more in my first cookbook from America's Test Kitchen Kids, which you can find wherever books are sold. And we're back. And we're back. And I'm back too. Hey, Mitzi, did you have fun looking up classifications for everything? Did I ever? I will be happy to share, but I feel we should go over the results of your activity first. All right, then. Let's pick back up with my call with Kylie and Ella. What I would like to do is have a blind taste test where you take a tiny, tiny taste of the store-bought dark brown sugar and then a tiny, tiny taste of the homemade dark brown sugar and see if you can tell the difference. Olivia, so Olivia is their mother. Olivia, I would like you to just keep track of which one you're going to give them. Um, And Kylie and Ella, go ahead and close your eyes. Olivia, grab a spoonful of one, either the homemade brown sugar or the store-bought, but don't tell them which one it is. I I mean, that one has... It tastes more like molasses. Okay, so we tasted one. Yeah, maybe have a sip of water, get the taste out of your mouth. Okay, we're going to close our eyes again, and now let's try the second sample. It's yummy. Yummy. (laughs) What do you think? Was this a successful experiment? Did you succeed at making dark brown sugar at home? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think we did, yeah. But it's not exactly the same as the store-bought stuff. I think the store-bought one has, like, more sugar than molasses. Next time you're going to go bake cookies, are you going to use store-bought brown sugar or are you going to make your own? Store-bought. <laughs> store-bought. Fair enough. Well, I think we can call that a success. Thank you both so, so much for your help with our experiment today. Bye-bye. Thanks, Chad. No problem. All right, friends. I'll see you next time. Brown sugar, by the way, would probably be found under baking, which is 664.75. Any other good ones, Mitzi? Ah, you betcha. Gourmet cooking is 641.514. Interesting. Oliver is 636.8. Cats. Yep. And theatrical costumes are 792.026. That would be a fun section to look through. Yeah, I really think it would. But, Molly, I didn't find an oven mitt section. No oven mitt section? I mean, to be fair, there aren't a lot of books about oven mitts specifically, but the closest I could get to was 621.9, Tools and Fabricating Equipment. I'm feeling a little sad about it, Molly. Well, Mitzi, I think I have some words of encouragement for you. But before we do that, it's time for our wild card, which might help cheer you up. Okay, it usually does. Listeners, our sweet brown sugar content is almost fully processed for this week. But we have one more segment left for you. That's right. Every week we like to end things off with something wacky in our wild card. And today is no different. Enjoy! Another day, another crime to solve. It's a hard beat out here for an egg, but somebody's got to do it. Hollandaise is the name, Detective Hollandaise, and don't you forget it. I was headed back to the office to get my hat and go after a long day of cracking cases. Paprika, hold my calls. Uh, Detective? She's back. Who's back? Sugar. Sugar Brown. Sugar Brown? 
What? Did you forget your old partner so quickly? <gasps> Sugar! It's Commissioner Brown to you now, Holly. Hey, don't call me Holly, not while I'm on the job, Sugar. I mean Commissioner. So, to what do I owe the honor of this visit? Detective, I've got a case I need solved, and I need it solved fast. The mayor is hotter than an air fryer on Super Bowl Sunday, and I'm out of good cops. The whole city is in a pickle here, detective. Well, what's the problem? I just told you, pickles. We had vegetables getting pickled across the city left and right every night this week. But I thought vinegar was behind bars. So did I. But I think his old pickling ring is back in action, with or without him. What can I do? One of his jars cracked and spilled the beans. Pickled beans? It was disgusting. But I got an address. I need you to go scope it out for me. You're the best detective this city's got and the only one who can stop this before we lose every cucumber this side of the Hudson. I'm on it, Commissioner. I hopped on my bike and raced over to the joint. It was the old bottling plant. I checked both doors, but the whole place was sealed up airtight. Figures. I did a lap around the building. No lights on. A sour smell in the air, though. I turned my back just for a split second to head back towards my bike, and that's when everything went black. I woke up what felt like moments later, but it could have been days for all I know. As my blurry vision returned to normal, I realized I was in a jar, and I was staring face to sour bitter face with none other than vinegar. Well, 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 looks like we have an egg on the menu, boys. What are you doing here? Oh, hadn't you heard? Pickles are back in stock, baby. Carrots, red onion, cucumbers, and next up, we're pickling eggs. <gasps> you wouldn't dare. Watch me! You're fermented vinegar. Fermented! Maybe I am. How'd you get out of that slammer anyway? No one's busted out a salad bar island on their own before. Who said he was on his own? That voice. Is it? It can't be. Hey, Holly, don't be too upset with me. Commissioner Brown. Please, call me Sugar. I don't understand. Like I said, Holly, you're the best detective this city's got. And the only one who could have stopped us. So we had to stop you first. Besides, eggs pickle well. <laughs> but you're brown sugar. You don't use brown sugar to pickle things. Oh, don't you? Why, you only use granulated sugar like everyone else, huh? Granulated this and granulated that. Well, this time, we're using brown sugar. And no one's going to stop me. Not you, not anybody else. Fill it up, boys. And as that jar filled with stinky vinegar, my life flashed before my eyes. Back to the nest where I was laid. The boiling water police academy that turned me into the hard-boiled detective you know and love. And all those years serving this city that I love so much. Oh, I could almost hear Paprika's voice now. We have the building surrounded. I repeat, we have the building surrounded. Come out with your hands up. Well, I always wanted to say that. 
Wait a minute. I wasn't imagining that. It was Paprika. The plant was lit up with blue and red flashing lights, and half the department's worth of cops poured in. Sugar brown, vinegar, you're under arrest. Spoiled again. You haven't seen the last of me, Holly. You haven't seen the last of me. Paprika, help me out of this jar. You look like you're in a bit of a pickle there, boss. Haha, <laughs> I see what you did there. How'd you know where to find me? I followed you. Ever since you saved me from Chipotle chili powder back in season three. Ahem. I, I mean, a while back. My foul play meter has been on cold orange. I had a feeling Sugar Brown was up to something sticky. And you were right. Paprika, you saved my life. And you saved mine, detective. Call it even. Besides, I didn't want to be out of a job. I'm two years away from retirement. All right, let's wrap this up. We got to be back in the office bright and early tomorrow. Huh. I never expected the police commissioner to be involved in the resurgence of a pickling ring. Wouldn't have seen it coming in a million years. I walked right into their trap. Listen, detective. Don't be too hard on yourself, all right? Believe it or not, I've been in the game even longer than you have, and I've seen my fair share of eggs crack under the pressure. Ain't none of them ever do the job like you, kid. Oh, thanks, Pop. Of course. Don't get used to it. Pep talks aren't my cup of tea. Now, come on. We're going to be buried in paperwork after this mess. Till next time, yokes. Hooray! You're right, Molly. Also, film scripts are 791.437. So, Mitzi, about not having your own Dewey Decimal number. Yeah, Molly? I think as people, we try really hard to label everything. Figure out what category and what subcategories everything in our lives fits into. Because it helps us make sense of our lives. And so not having your own category would make me feel bad, too. Like maybe I don't fit in or don't belong. Exactly, Molly. But Mitzi... Life is more complex than the Dewey Decimal System. Huh. Not where I saw today's episode going. Not everything has its own category. And the fact that there isn't an oven mitt category in the library doesn't mean you aren't important enough. It just means you're special. And I'd argue that being special is a great thing. Really? Really. There aren't a hundred books about what being an oven mitt should look like. You get to write that story for yourself. Goosebumps, Molly. I have goosebumps. Oh, thank you. I do feel much, much better. Good. I'm glad, Mitzi. Take that, Mr. Decimal. I don't think Decimal was his last name. Yeah, it was named after the guy who invented it, Molly. Everybody knows that. Right. Dewey Decimal. Anyway, listeners, that's all the time we have for today, which means we've come to the end of Brown Sugar Week. And what a week it was! We learned that brown sugar is made of granulated sugar and molasses, dark brown sugar has more molasses than light brown sugar, and that you can make your own brown sugar at home. We'll be back next week to talk about another brand new ingredient. And remember... At the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is yet? So far, we've talked about water and brown sugar. You'll have to tune in next week to find out what our third ingredient will be. 
If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend. And give us a review. Ah, we love the stars. And I like playing that little spot the difference game. Ah, so difficult. Until next time. Keep Keep on on cooking. cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Mitzi, and I am a starfruit, and Molly Birnbaum, who is a honey crisp apple. Chad Chennai is a writer and producer. He is a kumquat. Andrea Vavjan is a kanepa, and Katie O'Hara is a lemon, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Audio services are provided by Ultraviolet Audio, with sound design supervision by Matt Boynton. He's a nectarine. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Chester Guazda, a banana, and additional engineering by Eric Gorman, a raspberry. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music, and Jonathan is a mangosteen. Our director of post-production is Hen Margolis. She is a pomegranate. Our director of production is Diane Knox, who is also a dragon fruit. Fact-checking by Julia Arwin, a watermelon. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher, and she's a blueberry. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a mango. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's also a raspberry. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, art director, Gabby Hominoff, deputy food editor, Afton Cyrus, Associate Editors, Andrea Vavjan, Katie O'Hara, and Tess Berger. Editorial Assistant, Julia Arwin. Photo Test Cook, Ashley Stoyanov. Test Cook, Faye Yang. And Managing Producer, Yumi Araki. Special thanks to Shanitha Frizone and Virginia Marshall from Page Flippers Take on the World. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan, Baron Bass, Brianna Maya, and Champ Hollins. Thanks again to our sponsor, Driscoll's. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Also, there's no Molly number in the Dewey Decimal System, so you get to write your own story, too. Well, I sort of already did, Mitzi. What do you mean? I wrote a memoir called Season to Taste, How I Lost My Sense of Smell and Found My Way. The Dewey Decimal number for that one changes depending on how you want to classify it, but it's often 612.86 or 641.092. Oh, well, fine. Interesting that you didn't ask me to write the foreword. I wrote it before we met, Mitzi. The epilogue, then? That's not how epilogues work. Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. 
Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win. 